everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wondering, did you know that you can now join Ask the Tarot every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern live on Spotify? That's right, live. But we all know the best part of tarot isn't just listening, it's getting your own cards read. Have a question about your future or your past? Maybe about your love life or your career? I want to hear from you. All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app in your app store or click the link in our episode descriptions to sign up for free. Then follow Ask the Tarot in the Spotify Live app to get notified every time I go live and hear what the tarot has in store. Why miss out on that? Hello, lovelies, right back at you, Sophie. And hello to everybody who is here for another episode of Ask the Tarot. I'm Michelle T, your host. I'm the host of the Your Magic Mystical Podcast. And I'm the author of Modern Tarot. And I've been reading tarot cards since I was a goth teenager trapped in New England in the 80s. And you will ideally get to benefit from my wisdom this evening, if you're so interested. Um, this is Ask the Terror. I see a lot of familiar faces. Hello, everybody. Um, for folks who are new or folks who just like have long COVID, like me, just can't remember shit. Um, you know, if you want to, uh, if you'd like a tarot reading, just raise your hand in the little, you know, speaker, raise your hand thing. And you guys will all get in a little line and I'll get to as many of you as possible. Also, if you have questions or a question and you don't really want to get into it, like live with your little cute little picture up on the screen, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And you can write me your question there and I will get to it at a later date. Okay. That's how that works. Um, oh, I see my husband's here. Hello. Um, <laughs> that's always cute when that happens. Um, what else did I want to say to you guys? Oh, if you like this, everybody, and new people, old people, um, and you want to listen to back episodes, if you're like listening, you listen, you got to like share it with a friend. You're like, you won't believe this wild ass question, etc. You can just go over to uh, the Your Magic feed on Spotify and you'll find back episodes of Ask the Tarot Live there as well. Okay, good. So we got our little housekeeping kind of taken care of. Um, I'm so happy you're here, Lindsay. Oh my God, you guys, I have something to share. I have something to share. I don't think I've already shared this, but again, COVID fog brain. So sorry if I did. Um, hi, Vera. Vera's here. Oh, this is so exciting. So listen, you guys, do you, uh, maybe you remember a bit ago, a few weeks back, somebody wrote in with the question about, can you pick tarot cards for your animals? And I was like, Sure thing you can. And I picked them for all my animals and they seemed, it seemed totally spot on for my cat, who's a real rogue, real no, ne'er do well. It seemed totally spot on for my dog, who was like being a real, a real sad little goth girl missing my husband. And, you know, it, we got lots of really rough cards for the hamster, right? The hamster, Jasmine remembers the hamster, right? You guys, the hamster died, Beta. It's very sad. Little the hamster is not with us anymore. I would like to think that Little is in a better place, right? Little is like, I don't know where Little is. Little's in hamster heaven. Little went to the big rat cage in the sky. Little um, is like a little ghosty now, perhaps right here with me, haunting me in a nice way. Is, is Little now one of my ancestors? What's going on? We do miss Little dearly. Little was arguably the best creature that lived in this goddamn house. So I wanted to share that with you guys because Little served their penance as a hermit and now has moved on, Vera says. Yes, I think that's really true. Um, but I do think that like Little was like struggling, you know, at that time that I pulled those cards and I had noticed that his health wasn't so great. R.I.P. Little. Huh, so now my kid wants like a snake or a lizard. So I'll keep you posted on that. But right now, Little's in my freezer, you guys. Because what do you do? What do you do with the passed away hamster um, whose little hamster soul has left its little hamster body while your kid is waiting to figure out what the hell he wants to do with it. Right, your friend buried his. Oh my God, oh my God. Thank you, Pizza, for understanding. Beta has dead rats in her freezer, right? Because you need to keep them there while you get your shit together. Like I got to get a little pot and then a plant. We're going to like bury little in the pot. Oh, Jasmine, you had a little funeral. We did that for the last hamster and we'll do it for little as well. Um, so I really wanted to fill you guys in on that. Thanks for all your little love and your your sympathy and your your good vibes. Okay, 
Here is a question that came into my Instagram. I'm going to read it. My dad passed unexpectedly of a heart attack. Condolences, Quarant, condolences. He was only 57. On top of leaving me a mess of childhood trauma and a million I told you so's, he also left a confusing will that has left my sister and I at the mercy of my father's girlfriend and best friend. Oh man, this guy sounds like a real fucking ding ding a ling. Okay. We don't know my dad's girlfriend very well, but we just found out that my dad named her the beneficiary of his pension and union benefits. I am devastated. We haven't spoken to her yet, but she is a Trump-loving cancer, and I don't know how to talk to her without wanting to scream. Okay, that's normal, Quirant. That's normal. That's a normal feeling to have in your body when you're talking to a Trump-loving cancer. That's fucking hard. Uh, I guess what the question is, does she plan on doing the right thing and splitting it equally with my sister, her son, uh, with with my sister, her son, and I, or are we going to have to fight? Oh my God. So this is one of those questions where I'm like having to pick cards on this other person, this like, you know, third party to kind of get get their gist, get kind of pick up a vibe for them. Um, so... All right. All right. Um, oh, we got some, we got some real cancer tea getting spilled. <laughs> Caitlin says cancers shouldn't support Trump. And Christina says as a cancer, that's what I thought. Oh, Lindsay. Okay. All right. I see the person whose question this is and she's here. Okay. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, I'm sorry. Um, for, for all of the cancers who are scandalized to learn that one of their own supports Trump. I understand I'm an Aquarius and you know who else was an Aquarius? Ronald Reagan, okay? Sometimes we get really betrayed. Sometimes, you know, our brethren, our sisters, our non-binary siblings in astrology, they use their astrological powers for ill and not for good. So, okay, but anyway, okay, so listen, Quarant, um, I'm so sorry about what you're dealing with. That's really serious, all of it. All of it is so serious. Here's what I got. The very first card I put, I picked is the emperor. Okay. I'm picking from uh, the, the, the white Newman deck. It's a very cool deck. Um, and you know, right when I saw the emperor, I was a little like my heart kind of seized up a little bit for you because he just looks really intense in this deck. But also, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the emperor lately and, you know, he's supposed to be a good ruler, right? He's not supposed to be a despot or a tyrant. He's supposed to be somebody who is really listening to the people and following the will of the people. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of times when people get an emperor card in a reading, I'm like, oh, it's all about you right now. So I'm like, shit. Um, the next card though, that comes is the three of wands. Okay. And you know, I always think of the three of wands as the vert, it's called the virtue card in the Toth deck. So it's about really putting your energy in the right place. So virtue, right? Um, again, this is not the Toth deck, but I, I just do link it to that word, um, the three of wands. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, what's the virtuous thing to do here? Maybe, maybe this woman does want to be a virtuous, you know, ruler um, of the pension and the union benefits, Jesus Christ. And then the final card here is the queen of pentacles. And that's her man, right? She's, it's really interesting that you got this, this, these, this king card with the emperor and then the queen of pentacles. She definitely knows that she's in charge. I mean, the queen of pentacles is like, she's so like really just the boss bitch in this deck. She's just sitting back and she's got a little bit of like a, of like, she has a little resting bitch face in this. I'm not going to lie. I do love her though. Um, and again, you know, the read on the queen of pentacles is supposed to be somebody who has so much that they can afford to be generous and they should be generous. So I'm, you know, you, there's definitely like the shadow side to this reading is definitely really bad. Okay. For sure. But you know, if all of these cards are, you know, as, as sort of well dignified as they're supposed to be, it does look like this woman's going to do the right thing. Um, so I, I like that. I did, I did pick some cards for, for you and your siblings, right? So, and, it, and the story that that told is a little interesting. The very first card that comes up is the five of cups. It's disappointment, right? So I was like, oh shit, okay. And then the next card is the 10 of cups, which is a huge celebration, right? It's like, especially in this deck, it's like these four beautiful ladies and they're all like holding hands and kicking their feet up. And it's just like a really, really good vibes. And then the final card is the fool. So here's what I think looking at all of this. Um, I think that it means you're, you're not, I don't think, I think you're going to be happy with what you get ultimately, 
Um, that disappointment card is real though. So something is there. You're either not going to get everything that you guys want, um, or there's just like, maybe it's, you're just dealing with a disappointment, you know, um, after like, it would be so easy in a way to have this woman be a total B word, because then you could take all of your angst, right. As, and, and like you and your siblings can bond together and just hate on her so hard. Right. But if she does do the right thing, then you're kind of left with your grief and you're kind of left with your disappointment that your dad did this in the first place and that you now have to be grateful to this person that you actually don't respect or like. So, you know, I think that I'm kind of feeling that it might be that, that you guys do get what you want. Um, and then, and it, and it feels lot, it still feels lousy because there's no feeling good in the situation. Um, that said, you do move on to the 10 of cups and you do, you do feel, Oh, okay. Wait, I'm hearing from Lindsay right now. Just found out today. She's not helping. Oh my goodness. Okay. And you're so happy that you don't have to be grateful to her. Okay. So it is the ill dignified. It is her being a despot. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Well, listen, um, wow. I, I picked, okay. I was afraid when I saw that five of cups that it, in fact, it did mean that, um, you know, that's how you ended up feeling. Oh, I really wanted it to be good dignified with that three of wands. Um, Oh, okay. Um, well, the Ten of Cups is really interesting. You're over it, it and, and there's this, it's a celebration card and it's a 10. So it's done, right? It's done. And then you move on to the Fool card, which is you just got to move past it. Um, you know, you asked uh, in the original question, should we, um, should me and my siblings fight? Um, I don't think so. I don't think you should fight, not with the Ten of Cups and not with the Fool. I think that if you can move past this, especially with so much trauma already attached um, and strife attached to your relationship with your father and this woman, um, I think you should not fight. So, but if you guys are going to fight and you want to, you want to like, you know, look at what that looks like or look at some different directions you could go in, you know, shoot me a line and I will follow up with you. I'm so sorry that the Queen of Pentacles really does have resting bitch face and the Emperor really does look like a crazed despot in this deck. I was really hoping that it was uh, the well-dignified cards for you. And I'm really glad that you're here to give more information. Oh, Lindsay, we're all feeling for you. It really, oh, yes. Be happy with what you get. Move past it. Be the fool. Just like move out of just move out of their life. You know what I mean? Like take your life away from their life. Oh, you guys, I just read the greatest novel. Um, and in, in it, it's a, it's really about this like woman who has all this trauma, who's working to estrange herself, trying to get up the nerve to estrange herself from her family. It's this book called Post Traumatic. I highly recommend it. It's a really incredible novel that's about messed up families and love addiction and eating disorders and um, and just like how how our families that we come from so often are trash. So if that sounds like a book you would like, then you would like that book. <laughs> yeah, it's called Post Traumatic by Chantal Johnson. Check it out. Um, okay, I'm gonna move on, Lindsay, and I'm really, really sorry that um, that that is not, that that's not, you know, ugh, I'm just sorry you didn't get what you wanted and deserved, you and your siblings. Okay, I'm gonna go in the room now and I'm going to see who is here. Ashley, I'm picking on you. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Michelle. I'm so sorry to hear about your hamster. I had a oh, growing up. That's so thank sad. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Little little was a great little guy. He really was. Aw. Um, so my question tonight is regarding yes. my career. Um, so I have a couple opportunities. I've been talking to a company. Um, and so there's basically two options that they've kind of laid out for me. So one is going the clinic director mm -hmm. route. Um, I'm a physical therapist in management. Okay. And so um, okay. there's clinic director, which is closer, but it's a step down from what I wanted. Um, and the other is a regional director, which is going to require a little bit more travel, but is more in line with my ultimate career goals. So I was wondering if you would be able to okay. do uh, both. Okay, cool. I just pulled three on clinic director and now I'm shuffling thinking of the regional director, um, which will make you, do you like traveling? Do you like the idea of being on the road? 
Um, I do to some degree. Exactly. I just, I guess, worry about like the winter um, and, you know, the, the, the long days. Yeah. That would be my concern. Okay. Do you live in a snowy place? I do. Oh. I'm in Michigan. Oh, so. right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's like driving in, in the snow. But you guys, Michiganers are hardy because you guys learn to drive this snow, probably. Okay. <laughs> so let me see here. Okay. It does look like right now, it looks like the clinic director position is better for you. And I see that element where you feel like it's a step down from your dream. I see that it's in here. It still looks better than the regional director, which looks really weird. The regional director thing just looks like something's not right with it. So here's the, here are the cards for the clinic director. The very first card is the fool. And so, you know, jumping in a little unsure isn't exactly what you wanted, but, you know, the fool's beautiful. It is about taking a risk and, you know, not exactly knowing where you're going to land. It's a yes card. Um, and, and what I love about it is that it's followed immediately by the empress. And I'm like, oh, my God, the fool jumps off the cliff and is caught by the empress. So I really love this. I mean, you're in a sense, you're going to be the empress of this place, you know? Like you are the empress, you're the queen. Um, but also it just means that there's something sort of like blessed and special about, about this role. And it doesn't mean that it's your role forever. Like it's really interesting. Your final card in the three cards is the seven of discs. I'm back with my top deck. Um, the seven of discs is called failure in this. And it's really a fair fear of failure. The whole idea with the seven of discs is that, you know, discs is earth and earth wants to grow, right? With the seven, there's been a pause. And in that pause, you're like, why aren't I growing? Am I not growing anymore? What's happening? Why isn't growth happening? I'm stunted. Am I going backwards? All of these concerns and fears pop up. So I see that seven as like, that's holding space for you fearing or being concerned about that. Like, it's not a position that's going to take you where you ultimately want to go. Um, so, you know, and it's like, you, I, here's the thing. Like, I think that it will in the grand scheme of things, like in the longer trajectory of your career, I think there's something very important for you here in this spot. Um, for taking the regional director, the very first card that comes up is the strife card, right? It's the five of wands. Um, and that's just, that's just about like conflict, problems, um, feeling stressed, feeling like you don't get to really stretch your wings. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what else? What comes after that? After that comes the four of discs, okay. which is power. And you're like, okay, you know, it is a sun and Capricorn card. So I can see that in a way this does, it like looks like it does bring you closer in a sense to like what you feel like you want to be mm -hmm. doing professionally. But then right after that is the four of cups, which is very like, there's something unstable or shaky about it. The four of cups in this, it's like, it's just not good enough. You're like, you just feel like there's a shoe that's going to drop. So I just worry that there's maybe something going on with that position and like maybe who you, you would answer to, or I don't know. I don't, there's something about it that's not right is what it looks like to me. Okay. All right. Yeah, that all makes sense. It's, it's oh, God, hard trying to make a decision. Well, you know, so if you do end up, you know, taking the clinic uh, director, just know that like, this isn't the end of your story. You know what I mean? This is just for now. And I think you'll see, you know, that there's something there for you that is good. You won't know what you're missing with the other one, but I think you might be missing out on something that's a little rough. Um, if you do go with the other one and you're like, okay, this is actually really hard, but I'm going to like tough it out because I want to be the boss, you know? Um, with that four of discs, that sun and, Ca and Capricorn, then you're just going to have to like yep. really just, I don't know, put in your time there so that you can get all that boss credentials and then get the hell out of there. Yeah. If you can't change it, unless you can change what the problems are. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yep. Good luck, Thank Ashley. Oh my God. It's so hard to make decisions like that. All right. I know somebody had said that Ashley's picture was so pretty and it was, it was so colorful. Okay, here is another question that came in, you guys, okay? My husband, he's an Aries, and I, a Gemini, just got married last year. Um, and now we are thinking of starting a family. I'm actually planning on getting off birth control in the next couple of weeks. With that, I've always wanted to be a mom and have a family. I love my husband and my life. I am terrified of the whole process, not to mention the state of our world. 
any way you can read anything on this. I've been feeling super negative lately, just numb. I am a teacher and this past year has made me feel PTSD. It's like I had to put a hard shell on to be there for my kiddos. And now that it's summer, I'm trying to get back to my old self, but I'm noticing it's harder than I thought. Okay, so... I hear all of this. I hear that in a perfect world, you want to be, this querent wants to be a mama with her husband that she loves. Um, But this world is a garbage fire, as we all know. And as a Gemini, here's what I think about Geminis. I think that Geminis, like, it's like, it's like you guys have receptors all over your whole body, right? And those receptors are just, you're, you're taking in every possible bit of energy and consciousness and vibes and moods, anything that's out there, you're pulling it in. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And I feel like Gemini's more than anyone need grounding practices because because I think it's just really hard. I really, really do. Jamie's got a Gemini moon. I think the same goes for folks with a Gemini moon. Uh, I think you guys are easily ungrounded because you're pulling in everything. Okay. So that said, I feel you, you're pulling in a lot of the pain of the world and Lord knows there's, there's sure is a lot of it out there. Right. Um, you know, while I was shuffling, I was like, okay, you know, what does it look like, um, for you to face this, um, you know, the state of the world, what does it look like for you to face the state of the world and your PTSD? Right. What does it look like? Um, cause I was thinking, all right, the world, like I just said, is a garbage fire. I don't see anybody on the chat arguing with me. But you guys, the world has always been a garbage fire. I mean, if you look at history at all, if you look at every piece of the world, like there's just always been bad shit happening, right? Um, real bad stuff, always. So here we are in this place. I don't understand why it's like this. <laughs> it is. Um, when everyone claims to hate it so much and yet it keeps on going on, right? So so what does it look like if you're just like, okay, I'm just going to accept this, okay? It's our garbage fire. That's right, Caitlin. It's our very own garbage fire. Um, but listen, Querent, easier said than done. I'm like, what does it look like if you just accept the world's on fire and have a baby? Um, or just accept that the world's on fire. I didn't even ask about a baby with this. This was just you and your mental process about accepting the state of the world. The very first card you got is the 10 of swords. I gotta tell you, uh, I'm reading with the Charlie Brown tarot, okay? I'm not trying to make a joke of your issue. I was like, I'm gonna bring some lightness and levity into this. Um, but you know, even the Charlie Brown tarot can be dark, you guys, because it is a tarot deck. You got the 10 of swords which is basically Charlie Brown lying in a pile of shovels on a dirt mound. We all know what the Ten of Swords means. It's like, it's basically, this is the tarot basically saying like, yeah, you know, it is as bad as you think, Querent. Gemini, I'm just gonna call you Gemini, okay? Because that's who you are. Um, it is it is as bad, Gemini. Um, and I don't know if you're gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna be that easy for you to accept it because looking at it head on, this is why you're numb. It's really painful. The very next card you got is the Page of Cups. It's Linus. <laughs> it's Linus sitting on his blanket with a glass of milk. So the page of cups, cups is, the, is emotions and pages are just starting out. They don't know, they don't really know how to handle their element yet. They're learning. So here's you. And for some reason, you know, when faced with the state of the world, you're the page of cups. You don't have the emotional capacity. You don't have the emotional experience. I, I, this sounds insulting for me, and I don't mean it insulting, but I'm going to say you don't have the emotional like maturity. It, that sounds so insulting, but it's not. It really isn't. It, it, it isn't. It just means that like you're, there's something very, it's like you're, it's like your inner child is interfacing with this, with this aspect of the world. It's your inner child. And no wonder you're numbed out. You, no wonder you put a shell on, right? Because it's very painful and you don't quite have the inner tools to handle it. The next card, the last card for you, Gemini, is the freaking tower. In case you wonder what the tower card looks like in the Peanuts deck, Snoopy's doghouse is on fire. And Snoopy looks so stressed out and he's hugging, kind of just like putting his head into Charlie Brown, uh, whose face is really red. Um, and... This is like a really, the, the, the Peanuts the peanuts deck is like, oh, you want to fuck with me? You think I'm a joke? Here, here's a reading. Oh my God, 10 of swords, page of cups, the tower. Here's what I think, Gemini. I think that, yes, the world is a garbage fire or a burning doghouse as it may be. But I think there's also something else going on for you. Um, 
And I do think that the world, just looking at the world with, uh, with a raw heart is enough to send a human being into total, you know, psychic disarray. But I just think there's something more going on here for you. Okay. Um, because, you know, for you to have to, you know, to walk towards acceptance and end up in the tower, I think that it's, it's almost like you need to do that, right? You need to go through this tower. Um, but it really is saying that the stakes are really high. And I think that I'm wondering if you're in therapy, I'm wondering what kind of mental health support you might have. You shouldn't be so numb, right? You shouldn't be like dissociated from yourself just because you had to kind of tough it out with some kids um, over COVID. Totally a hard time. But it feels like to see all of these cards, to me, it's sending a real message that that there's like a deeper wound that wants attention. And I'm really seeing that, that, that little Linus is like an inner child vibe. Now, listen, I picked cards on also, you know, three cards on what does it look like if you do go forward and get off your pill and um, get pregnant. The very first card that comes out is the 10 of discs. Um, I'm sorry, not the 10. It's not the 10. It's the six of discs. Um, wait, <laughs> I can't count today. No, wait, it is the six of discs. There's, there's that final disc. Charlie Brown is holding it of course. Um, which to me means you're going to get pregnant. Okay. You're definitely going to get pregnant if you get off birth control. I don't think you're going to have any problem with that, but the next two cards are more swords cards. Okay. You have the eight of swords, which is illustrated by Lucy walking straight. You know, when you step on a rake or rather when a cartoon character steps on a rake and it smacks him in the face, that's what's happening. And then you have the seven of swords, which is like Linus, stealing a bunch of shovels. I don't know why he's doing it, but he probably doesn't feel too good about himself if he's doing it. I think that's the message. So again, with these hard swords cards, swords swords is mental, swords... Oh, of course, Lucy is swords, says Christina. Christina, Lucy is the high priestess in this deck and she's sitting there behind her little, the doctor is in, you know, kiosk and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, she's getting whacked in the seven, the eight of swords. Listen, Gemini, here's what I think. You got to take care of that inner child before you get pregnant. Um, because I think that there's some mental stuff that's up for you that's being, you know, poked and prodded by the state of the world. Um, and guess what? The state of the world is not going anywhere. The state of the world, for all we know, could get far, far, far worse, right? It surely has in other, in other countries, right? Other places, other time periods. Anything is possible. So you want to be, you know, strong and as healthy as possible in the face of this. So, you know, and you don't want to be, um, you know, really, really struggling with mental health while dealing with a new baby. Because let me tell you, just the hormonal onslaught of, um, you know, having a baby, oh my God, like your hormones, dudes, this is what happens if you have a baby. Your hormones drop after the baby comes out, your hormones drop below where they were to start. So whatever your hormonal baseline is, you know, they get all fucked up while you're pregnant. And then once the baby comes out, they plummet. And it's it's really, it's gnarly. So listen, Gemini, please take care of your mental health. Yes, the world is really, really hard, but you, there are, there are tools, there are ways to handle it. You just need help, you need support. And then you can have your baby because you're like fertile myrtle, I think, with that six of discs. You will have a baby. Oh my God, Natty wants the peanuts desk deck. It was a gift to me, but I'm pretty sure my friend who gave it to me printed it out on the internet and then cut the cards out. So I think it might be like open source tarot deck that's out there. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm taking a little sip from my water. Um, and now I'm going to see who's here. Oh, Jasmine's nonprofit has made a podcast called Voice of Youth and she wants us all to check it out. And I want to check it out. That sounds awesome. Thanks for telling us about that. Okay. Let me see. Magdalena, I'm pulling you up. Let's see if we can hear you. You're muted. Can you unmute? Hello, hello. Oh, great. I can hear you. This is my first time here. So um, please do tell me if like there's specific information you need or do I just ask my question? You can just ask your question. You know, as much info as you want to give is great. It, it can help, but like there's also no pressure. So, you know, just, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. That sounds good. So I also have a career-oriented question. I'm at a bit of a crossroads. I've been at the organization where I work for about four years and has been the best workplace I've ever had. I just had the most amazing manager and mentor for the past um, about a little over three and a half years. Like we were just so bonded. She was such an advocate for all of us, our whole team and myself as well. 
She left the organization in April, and we currently have an interim, um, a person who's who's stepped into her place. Um, and you know, they considered it an interim, but it may become permanent. Um, so over the past, like, I, I figured I'd give it a little time, but over the past like four or five months since this happened, um, it just feels like things have gone so completely downhill. Team morale is down. I honestly do not feel a connection with this person. Our numbers are down. Um, she's very, she's like not, um, she's not positive engaging. She's also not engaging with other senior leadership across the organization. So even just the presence of our whole team within the organization has gone down. And I personally am not getting along with her. I just recently found out about something that really like betrayed my trust. And I guess like my question, I'm at this crossroads. I'm wondering if I should be starting to look for something new or if I should be holding tight to see if they end up, you know, replacing her as the interim and if things turn around, because I love the organ, I'm struggling with it. I love the organization so much, but I am so like, so uncomfortable heading into every meeting with her. So unhappy about where things are at. And I just don't see the future for myself that I used to see professionally. God, that sounds so hard, especially since you were on such a high, it sounds like with your old team leader. Um, so I'm, I'm shuffling right now to see what it looks like for you to stick around. At least this person is only an interim. Um, do you well, know- that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, they said in the interim, we're going to have her, but like what usually tends to happen is that person just stays in the role. Truly like yeah. the manager that left, like the, the boss that left, she, it would take a very, very long time to find someone to replace her. So even in that sense, I feel like even if they decide to replace her, like it's going to be a long t- wait. Oh, God, you are. Can I just tell you, I, I, I just flipped your cards and you are really like stuck between a rock and a hard place to be very cliche, but I just have to, I'm stunned by these cards and I've resorted to cliches. So listen, I do think that you should stay where you are, even though I can see how fucking rotten it is. I can see it in the cards. It's still better for now, not forever, but for now. So the cards for leaving right now, the middle card is the tower. And You know, as you guys have so often pointed out to me in here, the tower can be a really incredible breakthrough that's painful, but like so, you know, so great. But on either side of the tower is the futility card and the disappointment card. So I'm not seeing that as a like a tower, meaning like you've got to just muscle through this and it's going to be like revelatory. This just looks like it's it's like. It was too, it's too much. It's not the right time for whatever reason. You don't find another job very easily. Like it ends up, I, you know, I I don't know like what the specific scenario is. It just looks like, you know, I don't like that futility card because that futility card is always situations that seem really smart. It seems like the smart plan. Um, And then there was something unseen that it actually does. It makes it not work. So to me, to the futility card with the tower and disappointment, it's like, it's really not the right time for you to make that move. Um, now for staying, I w- I just want to validate your shitty experience and tell you that your middle card is the devil. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the devil is complicated, but I really do feel like right now, um, at least in part, that devil is representing um, this, this boss person that triggers you, right? That you can't trust, that's already... You know, what's funny is like when I talk to my therapist about this, she says that she calls her the devil. Oh, really? oh my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's really sad that the card that's after the devil is the 10 of wands, which is called oppression in the top deck. And that really, but I feel so bummed out for you looking at this because the oppression card is really about something that you once loved that you just hate now. And I just hate that like, you had such a great experience and you had such a bond, it sounds like, with the work you were doing. And now it's all ruined because of this devil that's come in. Um, the card on the other side of the devil, I think might be you or your energy. It's the Princess of Cups. She's really incredible. Um, she's very emotional, but like she's not overwhelmed by her emotions. Her emotions do not um, distort her thinking. She's, she has utter clarity and a deep understanding of her emotion. And because of that, she's like, a, she's very valuable to the people that are around her. She's really giving. 
like in the illustration, she's like offering this like giant shell with a turtle in it. It's very sweet. Um, and there's this beautiful swan behind her. And I'm wondering if there's a way that you could play some sort of a part um, for the, uh, I mean, I'm guessing other people are also struggling on your team. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Um, okay. Is there anybody that you can go to at your workplace to like, you know, that's, I don't know, above her or a lateral, you know, lateral to her or something, but just somebody that you can reach out to, to just like explain or ask for help or let them know that it's like a sinking ship. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. And and she actually leads our entire department for all of Canada. So like, it would be a really big step to go to like the global lead. Um, But I've been trying to think. Yeah, I've been trying to think about what other kind of senior leaders in different departments I can go to for mentorship with who I have a really good relationship. Yeah, like, yeah, going to the global leader does not look good. Those cards look really, they look cloudy and um, and harsh. Um, Let me see, is there anybody there for you? You know, this really just might be a timing situation where like there's for some reason, is there anything that you stand to gain by sticking around a little bit longer? Um, bonus times in October. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. At least until October then. Um, let me see. I want to do one more shuffle. I'm just seeing, is there any like high, any kind of allies in a high position there for you? There might be. I just picked three court cards and that's people, right? And like one is a Prince of Discs, kind of uh, masculine energy, Taurus energy, hardworking, no nonsense, maybe a little plain, not too jazzy, but like very hardworking and very honest. Then there's the princess of wands. She is very electric on fire, very personable, very approachable, uh, kind of femme energy fire sign. And then the prince of cups, he is a little bit tormented, a little stormy, um, masculine energy, water sign, Scorpio vibes. So I don't know if that, if, if me saying, talking about those like personality types made anybody jump into your mind, but if they, yeah, the first two actually definitely did. And those okay. were some of the people, those are a couple of the people who I was considering reaching out to who are in senior leadership, um, but just in different departments. But I have a strong okay. relationship with both of them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what you should do. I just picked some more cards, just like really quick, just cutting the deck to see, get more energy around it. Good, go to those. I like that you're like, I don't know anything about that. Prince of Cups, that's fine. Cause I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> anyway, but these other people have really good vibes. Like that Taurus vibe is like, yeah. you know, real solid and, and, and wants what's best for the company. And that Princess of Wands, like, wants what's best for you and like just knows like right from wrong. Do you know what I mean? She just wants it to be just. So it looks yeah. like you've got, it looks like, you know, yeah. if you stick around, you might have a hand in actually making some, bringing about some positive change for everybody. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This was super helpful. And I'm totally loving my first visit to Ask the Tarot. I'm so glad, Magdalena. We're all rooting for you. So let us know how it goes. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. All right, you guys, newcomers, oldcomers, you're listening to Ask the Tarot Live. We do this every Thursday at six o'clock PST, nine o'clock EST. You can ask questions by raising your hand. Um, if you feel a little shy, you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And you can just send me your question there and I'll answer it at another date. Um, and we're also doing this thing where if you become a Patreon for my uh, my podcast, Your Magic, we have an awesome Patreon with lots of really fun perks. And one of them is once a month on Ask the Tarot, I'm going to prioritize all of the write-in questions will be from Patreons once a month, first Thursday of the month. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that. And now here is another question that came to me on the interweb. I'm interested in some guidance after what has felt like an off year. Typically, I feel self-guided and secure with my emotions, thoughts, and decisions, but have for about a year felt a murkiness within my interests and needs. After attending therapy, talking with trusted friends, and a fair amount of self-reflection, I still feel like I'm losing touch with myself and I'm confused by that disconnect. Would you be willing to provide a tarot reading? Of course, I would be willing to. That sounds like uncanny. That sounds so... um like that must just feel so strange just to feel so off um, and that like you're doing all the work and it's not really helping. 
Um, you know, my first, you know, question for something like that is like, oh, you're going to, are you going to therapy? What are you doing for self-care? And you're doing it. I see that. Um, I still really felt compelled to go to, um, an Oracle deck for this question rather than a tarot deck. Cause it sounds like you're just in a freaking funk. And when you're in those kind of funks, sometimes you have to wait them out and then more is revealed. And it's one of those things where like time passes and you look back and you're like, oh, geez, I was so, you know, I was so, I was in such a state then. And maybe, maybe you have more insight into why with the passage of time, you know? Um, so that happened to me for a while. I was like, am I having a bad transit or what? Like, what is it? It's like, is it astrological? And then I was like, oh, I'm an alcoholic and I need to get sober, <laughs> but I didn't see it for so long. And that's just one example how sometimes something can be right under your nose and still be completely, you know, out of your sight. So I hit up this deck. I've used this deck before. It's really cute. Um, it is called the self-care Oracle and it is all different things that you do for self-care. And so I shuffled asking, um, what are some practices, some intentions, some activities that this querent can do that will help you um, either bring about more insight into what's happening or shake you out of this era into the next era where you have better energy, you know, energy that feels more pleasing to you. Um, or at the very least, that helps you just get through this weird time, okay? Um, oh, I see Jamie bought the self-care Oracle. It's so cute, right? I love it. All right. Um, so the very first card that I pulled for you, Querent, of what might help you get through this is make an altar. Okay. That's really interesting. Maybe you already have an altar. Um, you know, so if you do have an altar, cause I've gotten this card before and I have an altar and what I feel like it's telling me is get in front of your altar and work with your altar. Um, so either make an altar, make a very special place that is just about you. You know, you can, there's tons of information on the interwebs about, you know, how to make an altar, um, if you want to kind of like follow some traditions. But of course, at the end of the day, it's your altar and it's a reflection of your, you know, inner state. I mean, you can make an aspirational altar to try to help you find your way out of this, but it looks like an altar would be helpful for you. And really that sort of um, meditative time that you spend in front of it also. Um, and then as more meditative time, soak in a bath, okay? Soak in a bath. What's better than that? Listen, you might not have a bathtub. Not everybody does. I get it. I haven't always in the places I live. If that's the case, um, I really believe that you should look around your community. Do you have, a, is there like a spa type of place that you can go to? You know, spas sound very fancy and a lot of them are, but there's also a lot of spas that are like humble because there are lots of cultures on the planet that just really um, value spa culture and it's for everybody. It's not, I feel like, you know, in the United States, it's sort of like, you know, in like white people, United States, it's very like fancy, right? But then you think about like Korean spas, right? And they're, they're not, they're very like, this is, this is just a basic way that we take care of ourselves. You know, it's not, it's not splurgerama. So see if you can find yourself, um, something uh, to soak in, just to soak and to chill out. Now, you know, something I also had an impulse while I was pulling these cards for you that you should do a gratitude list. And I would even make it a practice of doing a gratitude list either every morning when you wake up, maybe in front of your altar or maybe every evening before you go to sleep while you're soaking in your nightly bath with like a, a waterproof piece of paper. I don't know. Um, oh, Jasmine thinks you should soak in a river. And, you know, if you've got a river where you are, I second that. You should swim in a river or soak in a river. Um, but here's why I think you should do a gratitude list, okay? Um, I think sitting in front of an altar is, and, and being uh, intentional like that is really great. Soaking in a bath and just like getting into your physical body and the sensations is really good. But I can imagine if you have, you know, for like a year just been in this murky space, I can imagine that you might just end up like marinating in your weird murky confusion and that might feel shitty. Maybe, you know, you can just let go of trying to figure anything out and just be in the moment, you know, just be in that moment in front of your altar, just be in that moment in the water. Um, and then, you know, make a gratitude list. You know, what's happening that you feel really grateful for? What are some really basic things like indoor fucking plumbing, right? 
Um, I see Jamie saying that a gratitude list pulls her out of the worst moments or them out of the worst moments. Didn't mean to gender you and don't know your gender at all. Um, so yeah, that I, I agree. I think it's really helpful um, to just switch our brain around a little bit. The final card I pulled for you, Querent, is really interesting and it's a little bit more challenging to implement. It's the intuition card, which is really interesting. Intuition. So thinking on that, I think that um, if I were you, I would look into different practices that help hone your intuition, you know, or like in any moment, I mean, you know, just think about like, you know, doing body checks, I think. So I think we we really feel intuition in our physical bodies a lot. Um, but I think a lot of us are really disconnected from our bodies. So almost like doing regular, like checking in with your body and how does your body feel? And, may, and that's maybe that's a message, right? Maybe that's a message from your body that you don't want what you're doing right then. You want to do something else. Or you actually like what you're doing and it's feel, you're feeling drawn towards something else. But um, making an altar, soaking in a bath and intuition. Those are, okay, I see God is like, body checks are the best. Yes, we want, you want to check in with your physical body. Um, and we're all rooting for you. We don't want you to feel disconnected. We want you to feel connected. Um, so good luck to you. And I hope that that was helpful. Okay, coming back into the room now. Whitney, I'm going to try you again. Okay, now you're muted. See if you can unmute. Okay, now we'll see if you can talk. Can you hear me? Mm. Yes, I can hear you. Hooray. Finally. Finally. Okay, great. I'm so glad. Um, okay, well, now that we're finally together, thank you for trying again. Thanks for your patience. How can the tarot help you? Thank you. Um, so I have a question, just keeping on theme with the careers. Um, sure. I'm at a crossroads right now with my life. And I think... Mm -hmm. I know I have to, at some point, leave my job, but I don't know if I need to leave now and go out into the world without a safety net, mm -hmm. just try it out, or okay. if I need to be patient, wait a year, plan my escape. I don't know which option is. Right. Okay. Well, right now I'm shuffling on that sort of full vibe of just like, I'm getting out now, there's no safety net, but... I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to trust. Um, let's see what that looks like. And I'm pulling three cards for that option. And now I'm shuffling for what does it look like if you're, you know, a bit more prudent with the way you go about it and you just start, you know, maybe pick a, a leave date and you start working towards that and, um, you know, seeing if you can't save up more money, get some more job leads, just make it so that it's a little more structured. What is the best way for you to get out of your job? Let's see. Okay, so for just skedaddling right now, oh, it looks really good to just skedaddle right now, actually. Um, what does it look like to stick around? Oh, wow, this is so interesting. Um, you got major arcanas for both. Let me tell you what I see here. Um, for just getting the heck out right now, the middle card is the magician. So that's so funny. Like I was like, oh, this is like fool vibes. But, you know, even better for something like this since it's career. Um, the magician, you know, is like, it's about really manifesting. It's about like, you know, having the resources. Mm -hmm. And so if the fear is like, oh, I'm just kind of jumping, jumping out right now and, and it's not really set up, it looks like you are set up in a way like, you know, either like you have knowledge and you have skills and resources that can help you move out of this job right now. And maybe you don't feel very in touch with them, but it seems like once you left the job, they present themselves. You also have two court cards on either side of the magician, the queen of wands and the princess of discs. The queen of wands is like, you know, really strong, powerful energy, super resilient, can, can like balance a lot without burning out, really consistent, strong energy. It's super positive. Um, the Princess of Disc is also really positive. She's this character who has been through a tangled forest. So it's this idea that you've been through something and now she's on the other side of it and she's pregnant. So you're, it's this idea that like, I've really been through it and now I have something to offer. I have something to express from what I've learned. So that looks awesome. And, you know, I do just want to give a shout out to those court cards possibly being people. Are there any people that you know of that are maybe like in, you know, working at places that you'd like to work at? Or do you think that could be kind of allies or helpful to you if you left your job like right now? Yeah, definitely. You know, friends from college who live in other, other states. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
Um, okay. Well, so, so you're thinking of maybe going to another state if you leave? Definitely. Okay. All right. Wow. That's awesome. Now for staying, it actually also looks really good, but frustrating, right? So if you stay for that year, um, I'm just going to start with the bad part first. The, 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 the bad vibe for staying for the year, it's just one stressful card. It's called the Prince of Cups. And he's just like, he's kind of like caught in the middle. He's not going up. He's not going down. He's not really moving. And he's a little overthinking things and kind of, str- he's stressed out, you know? So that's like, that's a, a vibe that might be with you if you want to wait a year. It's going to just kind of be under your skin a little bit. And the whole time you might be thinking, should I really wait a year? Should I just bail right now? But if you do wait a year, the two cards you have for that option are the star and wealth. So, wow. I mean, to me, the star is just as good as the magician card. Honestly, maybe I'm biased because it's the Aquarius card. But, you know, the star is really about like after suffering through something, you know, she comes right after the tower, um, having like wide open skies. The sky's the limit, like really big wishes, big dreams coming true. It's very inspired. And then the wealth card, it, it's, it really is looking like if you do wait, you'll be able to get a very like breathtaking plan together for yourself. You'll really be able to map it out in a way that gives you like the best and gives you that financial cushion. How concerned are you about the financial cushion? I I am just on a logical level, sure. but I think I, I, I understand building a nest egg. And I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that's really nice, the, that nest egg. And when you leave, you'll be freaking ready to go. It's like the 10 is the, the 10 of discs is the last card of the entire tarot. So you're really done. Um, but that Prince of Cups is saying that's going to be stressful for you to do it. Um, so, you know, can you just accept that stress and decide you're going to just like navigate it? and stick it out in order to put together a really beautiful plan and save some money? Or are you just going to be the magician and just hop right out and just like make it up as you go along and manifest it? Um, This has been a completely unhelpful tarot reading, Whitney. I'm really sorry. I like when it says really clearly like, but sometimes, you know, or a lot of times, both, you know, neither option is terrible, you know? And I think that that's what you're seeing right here. I think it is definitely affirming that you should leave your job that's for sure. Um, so it's just sort of like, what can you Mm -hmm. handle? You know, like if you really can't handle that Prince of Cups and you need to be in that magician energy, nothing bad will happen. If you get, if you get brought to that point where you just leave, you can rest assured knowing that you'll be okay. 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 Michelle, this has been so helpful. It actually makes a lot of sense. So good. I'm so glad. You know, I'm always like, I want one, I want one spread to be good and want to be bad. You know what I mean? I want it to be like very black and white. So we know very clearly, but that's not life, right? A lot of times, a lot of times, you know, we have a few options and sometimes they're equally as good and and that can make things really hard, you know, if we're torn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to whatever you end up doing and please let us know. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good night. Oh, good. I'm so glad that that worked out that time. Oh, the tarot. Okay. Let's see. We got some more questions that came in. Um, There's just like a lot of like, people are struggling. I mean, I guess, you know, when you write into a tarot show, you you probably are struggling. But I just was really struck by like, you know, oh my gosh, just like we're getting so many career questions in the room. I've gotten so many just like real like struggle city questions coming into my Instagram. So here's another. The last couple of years have been an absolute roller coaster of highs and multiple rock bottoms in a way, not just in my own life, but in all of my family's lives. During all of this, I've been trying to move away from my hometown and away from my parents' house. But every time I'm at these lows, life pushes me back to live with them. It has been an ongoing back and forth between me trying to get away and then going back to my hometown. This has to be at least the fourth time I've been brought back after trying to leave it. At this point, I'm wondering if I should just stop fighting life and just live with my parents in my hometown, or should or should I keep trying to plant my roots elsewhere? Or maybe the tarot has something else in mind. I just feel like I keep being brought back for some reason. Wow, that's really wild. Um, so I did pull the cards for you, and I kind of, you know, I kind of loved the spirit of this question where it's just sort of 
shrug. Okay, life, this is what you want me to do. It's like so accepting in this way, right? So flexible. So, um, you know, I was actually expecting to see some kind of positive cards for you um, staying at your parents' house, Quarant. Um, you know, I'm going to call you roller coaster. Okay. Okay, roller coaster. So I'm going to, um, I, I was expecting to see, you know, some good cards. And the first card that came out was the Ace of Swords. And that, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, that's about a new, a new state of mind, a new perception, a new mental angle, a new understanding. So, you know, if you, if you made this decision, it really would be a mental decision. Like, okay, I'm going to stop fighting. Just like you said, right. I'm going to accept that this is what life wants me to do. But then my friend, um, you got the death card and I'm like, huh? Okay. And then my friend, you got the hanged man. Um, it's actually the hanged one. I'm using the wiser deck. It's that excellent new version of the Rider Waite where there are people of color and I love it. And they also changed the hanged man to the hanged one. So, whoa, death and the hanged one. That's a lot of grief. That's a lot of feeling stuck. Um, and it's so interesting because it's sort of like, you know, with death, when, when the death, the death energy is energy that just sort of happens, right? It's like, we can't necessarily control it. It just happens and we have to deal with it. Hanged one energy is energy that we sort of walk into. And it's kind of both with you, right? Roller coaster. It's like, you've been pulled back home. That's the death card. And then you're accepting it and you're like, I'm going to stay here. And that's the hanged one. I got to say, I don't like it. Christina's like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You're like, huh. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, is are there are there deep and meaningful life lessons to get from like the death card and the hanged one? Of course. But I don't know. I don't know if I want this for you, roller coaster. So I picked three more cards and I said, what does it look like if roller coaster um <laughs> just does one last massive energetic flex. Like you flex your aura, you flex every single chakra. You just gather all your energy and you blast the fuck out past whatever strange magnetic field keeps bonking you back to your parents' hometown or your hometown into your parents' house. The very first card that came up is the lovers. How interesting you really have to make the decision that you really want to go. Okay, roller coaster. I mean, I feel like, yeah, of course you want to go, but also you don't want to go. I mean, that's what I'm getting here. I, I think that I, I wish I knew what your sign was. I think you're very attached to everything that your family has been going through. All of their rock bottoms has been pulling you back also. And I really think that this lover's card is about who are you committing to? Are you going to commit to yourself and move on? Or are you going to commit to your family and stay with them? And I mean, this is the kind of stuff that if you don't have a background in Al-Anon, like I do, can sound really harsh. Like what? You're just going to cut off your struggling family and go off with your life? Isn't that selfish? Yeah, I guess it is. But I also believe this is our one human life and you can still love and assist and, you know, support your family from afar. Um I think you've got to get out of there. I like that lover's card. I like it a lot better than the death card. And then the next card that comes after the lovers is the four of swords. Okay. Um, that is about having peace of mind. Getting out of there is going to give you peace of mind. And I think that's because even though you're like, should I stay here? I don't know that you'll you'll ever really feel like you're meant to be there. Part of your brain is always going to be going, should I get out of here? Should I get out of here? Should I get out of here? And so I think that, you know, I, I just don't think that that's the right move for you to stay there. I think that you want, you know, to um to have that peace of mind by leaving. Also, you know, the four of swords in the top deck is called truce. And again, it's like ma making peace with like that you're you're having to, you know, if you're having an internal struggle, like, oh, I got to be there for my family. I shouldn't, you know, just be thinking about myself. Like you're going to put that fight to rest. Your final card is the three of wands. It's that virtue card. It's like putting your energy in all the right direction. And I got to tell you, I'm looking at the image on this card and it's a person standing with their back 
to me, right? They're looking out onto the ocean. They're like holding a big wand. You can just see that they're looking out at the great big world and they're wondering, where am I going to go? Where am I going to direct my energy? How am I going to be part of this big world? So, you know, you're going to have to make that commitment and really make it. You're also going to have to decide where you want to go. I think the lover's card is also something about, I don't know that you know where you want to go yet, um, but you need to just commit to where you want to go and fucking go there. Okay, roller coaster. Um, and you can love your family and help them, but you got to go and you got to, you got to be on your own and you got to like do some research into like witchcraft and spells and like, you got to like put some sort of like cast some spell on yourself that you don't keep getting magnetized back to your hometown. Like break that, break that spell. Okay. You guys, it is 702. And that means uh, it's two minutes past when this room was supposed to end. I have to go make sure my seven-year-old gets in the shower. He just started second grade this week. It's very big week, very important. And he's a stinky little boy and he needs a shower. Um, I love you guys so much. It is exciting to have a, a, somebody in second grade. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I can't believe I have this like big kid. It's totally mind-blowing. Um, much love to you, all of you, Sarah, everybody. Um, if you want to listen to this episode, it'll be posted next week. Um, all back episodes are posted on the Your Magic feed over on Spotify. I'm going to do this again next Thursday, six o'clock uh, on the West Coast, nine o'clock on the East Coast. If you want to you know, throw your question into the ring, find me on Instagram at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z, and if anybody's in the Bay Area, I'm going to be there on my never-ending book tour this weekend. I'm going to be in San Lorenzo at the Public Library on Saturday afternoon. Um, and then on Monday evening, I am going to be, wait, did I say that right? Yes, yeah, Saturday, I'm going to be at the library. Monday evening, I'm going to be at Green Apple Books on the Park with Lisa Brown, who is an amazing graphic novelist and children's book author. And we're going to uh, be in a conversation. So come and hang out if you're in the Bay Area. Okay, love you guys. See you soon. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live right here on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, aspiration, all in real time. Want me to do a reading for you? Just download the Spotify Live app for free today. It's available in the App Store and you can join me every week I go live. You'll be able to meet really unique people, chat with other listeners, and even ask questions of your own. Remember, you can always listen to Ask the Tarot live on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Want to be part of the conversation? Download the Spotify Live app for free today and make sure to follow the Ask the Tarot show page to be notified every time we go live. 